You were raised to believe the world was black and white. But what if it isn't? What if the rigid belief system you have never questioned is wrong? What if the world is actually a lot more gray? This show is for the seekers, the explorers, those brave enough to step outside of certainty and question everything. Join your hosts as they sit across from the world's leading thought leaders, visionaries, religious gurus, entrepreneurs, philosophers, and more to tackle difficult topics. You don't need all the answers to find meaning in life, but you should be free to ask all the questions. This is Figuring It Out. So you were interviewing Matt Baudreau recently, mm -hmm. and you guys were talking about masculinity, which I think there's a lot I've talked about before on the show. But one of the things he said on the show was that there's no such thing as toxic masculinity. Like masculinity in and of itself cannot be toxic. Mm -hmm. And discuss. And you disagree. I disagree. Okay, yeah. so I disagree. So there's so you and I are very similar in many things. But then there's certain people we like to listen to that are different. Jordan Peterson, Matt Baudreau. Jordan Peterson would be one that you do not like listening <clears throat> no, to. No, okay. And I like listening. I listen to people that I don't like their perspectives on sure like i listen to ben shapiro pretty regularly i listen to jordan peterson yeah I'll, I listen. I'll, I'll listen to bill maher yeah. yeah yeah but one of the things that comes up a lot from guys like matt Baudreau and jordan peterson is a lot of like i would say like traditional views when it comes to culture gender it sounds very to me like very similar to the teachings growing up like it's very similar to christian culture i feel like which is why they're accepted a lot but masculinity is a topic that comes up a lot that I have a lot. I, I think it's a, it's a heated conversation topic right now. But then I also think like there's a lot of guys like Jordan Peterson, Matt Baudreau, Ben Shapiro that come out and push back against the idea of like toxic masculinity, which I think is really interesting. But I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on it first, just to get everyone. Because <laughs> you, I, I messaged you about the episode. You're like, oh, it's great. And then I was like, oh, I have thoughts. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Obviously. So for those who don't know, Eric goes through, produces the show, edits the episodes. And to commend you, you do a really good job, especially if it's if it's my content or my channels that you're posting on. You, you don't you don't take your perspectives into what my perspective would be, which I appreciate that. So you I've still never like thought about it, it, but that's a good idea. <laughs> Just start posting <laughs> you, like you the Young Turks content on yeah, your page. But you still posted the clip and mm -hmm. and then messaged me. It was like, ah, this is one of those ones that like I disagreed with. I, I agreed with Matt. I, I don't think like... Toxic, I think toxic, the phrase toxic masculinity is weaponized in culture mm -hmm. to, to minimize the idea of manhood and to attack manhood as a whole rather than parse what that means and subtract things that may have been part of culture in the past mm -hmm. that were disguised as masculinity that at its true form really isn't masculinity. And so to me, I, I don't, I don't think that toxic masculinity exists because if it moves into toxicity, then I think it ceases to be masculinity. The things that drive toxic masculinity to me are things that are not inherently like masculine energy at its truest form. It's, it's this, the, it's quite the opposite and, and not, not in a feminine way, just more in a, don't know how to say this PC, but that small dick energy way where it's like, it, it's, it's the, it's the person that's trying to overcompensate right. for an insecurity yeah. and they just do like that jerk and, by pretending yeah. to be this version of masculine or alpha male. And it comes across and as toxic, which, which it is. But I think at that point it, it's no longer, it ceases to be masculinity. It's, it's this, it, it's a different, it's a different version of it. 
put a pin in that because I have a thought. But Jackie, I'm curious <laughs> to know your perspective. I definitely, when you first asked, thought of it differently than that. So I, I understand where you're coming from. But I still would say I would say there can be toxic masculinity. I don't think it takes away from masculinity. Like I think masculinity of itself is not toxic, but you can have toxic masculinity. The same way you could have toxic, toxic, this is a like hard word to say, <laughs> femininity the same way. Like I think mm. it's like in both sides, you can take it that way, but I don't think masculinity of itself is toxic, but I think that you can be toxic in your masculinity so, in any perspective. I would say that. So here's what I think. This is my <laughs> issue with, with both sides. You're so ready. <laughs> no, I'm curious. You've said what I'm thinking in a lot of ways. So this is where I think I mentioned like the Jordan Peterson's. Then you go like to the flip side of that, like pick whoever you want on the left and right. I would say further left and right sides. Extreme sides. Yeah. And I would say, you know, and I, I would say maybe because things have shifted so far to the left, Jordan Peterson has become further and whatever. We can talk about He gets why. labeled as being yeah. on the right, but he's really yeah. is not that much. So I think I think the issue I have with the conversation surrounding gender and masculinity on both sides, like the Young Turk side, the 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 far versions of both, is like it oversimplifies and takes for granted, I think, what those things are. So like masculinity, for example, like if you listen to Matt Boudreaux, he talks about, or Jordan Peterson talks about this too, the young boys playing outside and getting in danger. And do, you know, that's the view of what masculinity is. In church culture, it's very similar things like you're a soldier, you're a warrior, you're this. And, and I have, whether we're talking like education, whether we're talking like gender, like my thing is there's things that by necessity, culturally, like a hundred years ago, men had to be. And there were things by like women had to be, you mm -hmm. know, but my, my thing is we haven't, I don't think there's been an intelligent conversation about in our current state, like in Evolving a world where yeah, in a world where you're not hunting in a world where you don't have to grow crops and have kids to be your insurance. What does it mean to be a man or a woman as progressive as one side tries to be? And as, as the other side would label them regressive or as let's stay back to a hundred years ago. Yeah. Like Matt Boudreaux talked a lot about, let's go back to how things were. Like we had the one room schoolhouse and you went till this age and you did this kind of stuff. It's like, both of those things are still rooted in this idea that there's this like binary thing of, okay, you feel like you like theater, like you're a more feminine boy or you like sports, you're a more masculine girl. And I don't think anyone's come to have an actual conversation about like, what does it mean to be a man or what does it mean to be a woman? Not biologically, but I just mean like functionally in society. But how does that relate to Cause I, toxic? Because I think toxic. like when, when he says, oh, there's not toxic masculinity, like he framed it with all this stuff about being a, being rough and adventurous and like all these typical characteristics that you think of. But it's like, who sets that definition as being masculine first and yeah. like and in current culture where like people are working in offices and not out in the fields. Yeah. It feels like that line is a lot different, but I think he'd argue like that's a sign of regression as a society. I don't know. I, I, to me, I think it's just about almost all things that are taken from a broad perspective need to be looked at on an individual level by the individual. Yeah. But when you're, when you are, especially if we're talking about someone like Jordan Peterson through like clinical work and data, I don't think that it's, possible to argue that the like overwhelming majority of each gender tends to have certain overarching characteristics sure. that are prolific throughout the majority of the gender. 
it doesn't mean that you're less of a man if you don't relate with the characteristics of the majority of other men it doesn't like it doesn't take away like to me that doesn't it doesn't change affect your, masculinity your gender but there right, are yeah. still certain things that are from a broad perspective more relatable as a man than and more relatable as a woman mm. and one of his arguments he always talks about is guys becoming engineers and and girls becoming nurses and why those two things happen because women have more of a proclivity toward caring about people and men have more of a proclivity to caring about things and so like over a large you know sample of data there's going there's you're just going to see that naturally happen it's not just because it's not like society pushing women to be nurses or pushing men to be engineers just typically that's how it works when you have a woman become an engineer it's because she tends to think more about things. And then when you have a man become a nurse, he tends to think more about people. And it doesn't mean that he's less of a man or she's less of a woman. It just means that they adopt characteristics that are more traditionally shown by people who are masculine, people who are more feminine uh, or feminine. And I I don't think that, I don't think that it's, I don't think it's a detriment to either one to say that they are labeled as such, but then if that makes sense. But I, yeah, I, but I don't I, think, I, I guess my thing is like the proclivity. I think a lot of it is the, that's what's, I think the conversation that gets too broad is like culturally for hundreds of years. And that's what both sides will say. Like hundreds of years has been the, this established thing. Some will say as a negative, some as a positive. I think it's relatively neutral. Cause I think, I think part of evolution is that things change as we develop. Sure. There's certain, like they should like you and I wouldn't survive in, as Vikings, if yeah. we were placed in that world, well, yourself. <laughs> if, we were, if we were placed from right with the abilities right. we have now, yeah. we'd be yeah. wiped out. Like I watched the Northmen, like we would not cult, survive. Bro. You know? I have a cult <laughs> yeah. following. Yeah, uh, just have a revelation. You're performing you know, magic tricks, and they're like, "Whoa!" <laughs> but You're but so it's like stupid. there's that. There, I think there's all of that though in the background. So like like women are going to be more drawn to be nurses because I think historically that's been what they've been. You know what I mean? I think I, I think we haven't. Well, but seen is enough. it that, or is it the opposite way? Is it them but becoming see, nurses and then it's more culturally prolific because they were already doing that, or is it? Does that make sense? The like thing is, we don't chicken or the egg. It's like women didn't really have a choice up until. So that's where it's which like, is also true. Yeah, I don't know, I, but that's where I think the conversation. I think like when I hear talk, when I say toxic masculinity, because I've I've talked about it a lot, obviously on my podcast. Like for me, I think there is this cultural expectation that men are are naturally more uncaring, which I think is probably true on a lot of levels because they've had to be given that men were almost every generation before ours, always in wars, always right. having to freaking kill people, you know Even what I mean? As like, recent as world war two. Yeah. So that is that piece of it, but it's, that has not been without consequences. And I think you see the stories of like men coming back from world war two who were by necessity taught to be more hyper-masculine warrior and then they came home and beat the crap out of their family. You know right. what I mean? To me, that's toxic. The toxic version of that cultural need for them to be that. Sure. It worked on a beach in a different country. But the, it the, doesn't work. The argument, home, you know? though, I think on the other side is that that at that point ceases to be masculinity. Like asserting aggression and authority when there's no need for that to come to that spot. And then doing it anyway is acting outside of what it means to truly be masculine. And that's one, one thing that I, that I like about what Jordan, what Jordan Peterson says and, and some of these other, other guys that are on a, on a similar line of thinking is that in, in, in a lot of the progressive culture, there's this, this push for men to uh, e- equate weakness 
with kindness. And, and I think that, I think that that push has been detrimental to, to what it means to be a man and what manhood, what version of manhood is accepted in society. And the, the point that they make is it's not a, it's not about being weak. It's about being strong. Actually, it's about being the word, the word that he uses all the time it's slipping my, my mind right now. Well, Joe, uh, Joe Rogan says the thing, it's better to be a, a warrior in a garden than a garden, a gardener in a war kind it, of thing. Yeah, Exactly. And it, it's the, it's the same, it's the same idea. You just, you should be as strong as you can be and you should be, and not necessarily mean like physical strength. I'm just meaning like uh, emotional, mental fortitude, like mm -hmm. kind of those traditional masculine traits that, that, that have been, that have been pushed on men. I think that, I think that you should still make an effort to put yourself through struggle, to know what it's like to be at your wits end and still, and still push forward through that. Formidable is the word that, that they use all the time. Like you should absolutely be formidable. You should be dangerous. You should be strong. You should be all of those things. But the thing that makes it still being a man, the thing that makes it still masculine is the ability to control mm -hmm. all of those things, which is what like the, the example of like abuse and stuff like that, that happens. Some of them might feel justified even because they're taught to be a warrior. And mm -hmm. so they justify the act of asserting that aggression over other people when it's not necessary. But in my argument is that that like losing control of yourself is inherently a non-masculine trait that should not be praised or allowed to exist in, in society moving forward. Does that make sense? No, like, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's like well, you should, yeah, yeah. but like the idea that like just being weak and nice, because like I told someone recently, like people describe me as a, a nice guy. I think a lot of people that I know, but like. Recently, it's just been a realization where it's, I don't know if I want to be known as like the nice guy, not to say that I want to be known as, oh, that guy's a dick. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> That's I, what I've been telling people. I, 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 think there's, I think there's a difference between being nice and being kind. Yeah. And I think that just being like, oh, he's a nice guy. Just that, but does that mean like you don't stand for anything? You don't ruffle feathers? No. Like what, like no. why, why are we pushing for just being a nice guy instead of pushing for being like someone who is kind, yeah. but also is formidable, who also is dangerous or in some ways, like people are like, oh man, like that you can feel their presence when they walk into her. You're not going to describe that person as, oh, they're a nice guy, but they're probably the people that are doing the biggest things in the world. They're probably the people having the biggest impact, leaving the best legacies, impacting more people. Like they're, they're probably the people that their family respects them the most. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're formidable well, forces. They're good not just, I'm a nice versus guy. Versus being nice. It's like a good person. And that's where I think, circling back, I think it's all definitions. Cause I can Semantics. see, like when I listen to, I think some people give Jordan Peterson a lot of shit or her people like Matt or Ben Shapiro or whoever fill in the blank. And I get where they're coming from. And I'm all for if, you, if you're defining masculinity as self-control, like I would love for that masculinity to be taught within a lot of <laughs> yeah. churches. I think that's solid. But I think I just always come back to, I get really wary when like we assign traits right. to want, like well, having control like the, the, and being kind is like a human trait. Yeah. And I think when you assign it to one more than the other, it's, that's where I always am like, what is, we, well, it we have to from define the context first, of yeah. each of our human experiences yeah. too, because I, I was the athletic one that yeah. like played sports and, you know, tackle football and all that kind of stuff. Played and like flag that was, football, okay. that, I was the center actually. <laughs> I did play flag as well until yeah. we went tackle and we didn't have much of a season either. But anyway, like there's personality differences at its core. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't make either one of us more or less of a man, but I would say that overall, 
the energy is still, even people that don't. It's big dick energy is what you're saying. <laughs> As opposed exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's still, but it's still rooted in feminine energy or rooted in masculine energy. I think there's just, there's characteristics that are assigned to both and nobody is ever just one of those things. No. We are all a mixture of yeah. feminine energy and masculine energy. Men tend to be more masculine than feminine. Women tend to be more feminine than masculine, but a mixture of the two or combination of them doesn't make you any less of a woman or less of a man. Oh. It just is who you are. And that would be my question is why does it in society, why does that make it bad that you have feminine traits or if those are like, why is that a, why do right. you and take that? I and think get that's defensive a different conversation. That? Yeah. That's what I don't understand is because you shouldn't in the same sense for a woman too. Like why me working out and looking buff is, Oh, that's yes, a bad you're thing. You're in better or, shape than me. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, yeah, like but even that sense too, like, no, because yeah. you don't like playing sports, I like playing sports. Yeah. So like, why does that a bad thing? I think it's how it's presented. Yeah. Cause I, I, re- I remember growing up, I, I remember when me and Tara started dating, like there was like people, there was a guy on staff who was like one of the assistant pastor people. And he was like, Oh, Eric's so emotional, so emotional, so feminine. So yeah, why he, is that a bad thing? It's true. <laughs> yes. But no, but, it, that's, mean, but yeah. I think that's one of those things where I think there's a lot of that. Like, again, I don't think that's necessarily a, a overtly feminine thing. I think men historically have been taught to shut that part off, but men are just as emotional. Like, Men are emotional. Women are. You look at Donald Trump, who's like the the alpha male sales guy. It's like, he's very emotional. Yeah. He just wears it. He doesn't cry about it, but he's very emotional with yeah. like how he tweets about stuff. Responses not anymore, but response to stuff. Like <laughs> yeah. on the flip side, like you've got people like a Hillary Clinton, who's like a stone cold killer, but she's also has this. It's to me, it's like always goes back to that thing of I think I think cultural expectations can become toxic. Like, I think that's where, yeah, like that. where for me to be a good Christian soldier boy, it was like, you got to shut off your emotions. Yeah. And yeah. to me, that's where it becomes toxic because I think ultimately it's a culturally defined term and that's always going to have the potential like to become this extreme, this yeah. extreme version of it. I don't think, I don't think inherently it's, it's bad. Yeah. And I don't think it's, <clears throat> I don't get offended when someone says, I'll be the first to say I'd rather... I'd rather do this than that. And that's more fun. But I think growing up, people hear like you have to be. And I think there's a lot of people overcompensating and being like, I'll just beat the shit out of my friends to show the most manly. And that's, but that's what I'm saying. I don't think that that is the manly thing. If if manhood is self-control, then I want that to be far and wide. But I think that that, like that, yeah. I think is the, the what like people like yeah. Matt or Jordan or some of these other people are 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 trying to point out is it's not all of these beat people up and do act like you're a 13th century Viking or something yeah. like in modern day. There's like, a there's a push for that for some people. Though. And, and yeah, there are, is, yeah. and, and the, I would say that I I think those people are dead wrong about it. Like yeah. it, it's the fact that you have the ability to do something, yeah. but you're not going to do it because you have control over yourself and the discipline and the fortitude to be able to move past it and do something different or make a different decision. I think that is inherent. I think that is a, a more of a should be put out as more of a masculine yeah. trait just based on like the fear, the, the pure like physicality of a guy, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I mean? It, like you have to be able to control that side of yourself. Yeah. But my, my point, like the reason that I don't like the term toxic masculinity is that it gives like the far left social justice warrior type person to like fuel to try to put out any sort of of 
masculine energy. It's easy to vilify that would men, exist. period. That, exactly. That's what I, that's my point. Is it's easy for them to wage war on manhood in general and take all signs of being a man and then go toxic because toxic masculinity exists. Yeah. We don't have enough time to parse through what yeah. that means. Like but you're if you're explaining this but, to me, yeah. but yeah, but if you're in the gym all the time and you like driving fast cars and hooking up with girls and like you like doing all this stuff, like you're just toxic and there's nothing good about you and you should just be okay with having spaghetti noodles for arms and like sitting in your office and like taking orders from your boss and letting your woman schedule your life out. And like that, that should be what you are. And it's, you can't, you can't just attack all of manhood and masculinity because there have been historically a bunch of people who've gone to an extreme version of it and stepped outside of what I think it truly means to be masculine. Like we should demonize those people, but not manhood as a whole. And when you give like somebody the ability to take a term like masculinity, which inherently is a good thing and then put the word toxic before it, it allows for so much misinterpretation of what that means and discourages boys, especially boys that don't have a man in their life, which yeah. obviously is a lot these days. Mm-hmm. It takes that boy and makes them think that which any is masculine toxic masculinity, <laughs> the people yeah, right? yeah, like it takes that boy and, and makes them think that any version of expressing the masculine part of themselves should be oppressed mm-hmm. and that it's not good for them to do that and that they should tamp it down and not be, like not want to win, not want to be the best that they can be, not want to become formidable because all those things are associated with toxic masculinity yeah. and that's a bad thing. So I, I just, I, that's why the problem with that is because it like, it, it takes something inherently very oh. good masculinity and then turns it into something that is, like I said, easily, easily misinterpreted, yeah. Yeah. especially if you are growing up, like I said, without yeah. a dad inside of a, a culture that's very or much on the one. left or, or yeah you know, right or like, just in general yeah. and that's the issue yeah. with labels in general like even like social justice warrior can shut down conversations so quick yeah like, yeah any of these things like it's it's difficult but i think at the end of the day everyone's just man up it's all get <laughs> it's all individualistic <laughs> yeah, yeah is the point is like that's what we started the whole conversation by saying that is it's hard impossible even yeah. to to paint with a broad brush across genders and ideologies and contexts and perspectives. And I think that's, that's largely the problem with most of what happens in society is the labels, the buckets that puts you in, it messes with your ability to think for yourself, messes with your, of what you view as being right and wrong. And the more we like proliferate that type of thinking, I think it's just going to act as a, a cancer to younger generations that are coming up because they won't, they won't be able to parse it out. That's why I think that that's why I think you have a generation of boys coming up thinking that what they're doing is manhood, but it's not at all. Thank you for listening to the figuring it out podcast. If you appreciated the content on the show, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review and subscribe. So you don't miss a single episode for more information about the show, visit www.figuringitout.tv or connect with us anywhere on social media with the handle figuringitout.tv. 